This morning we're taking one week off from our journey through the Gospel of Mark. I I thought we needed a Christmas message today. There's a gift, see, that Jesus wants to give each and every one of us this Christmas. He wants to give us the gift of peace. Jesus spoke of this gift over in John, the 14th chapter, verse number 27. He said, peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Well, let's pray. Dear, dear Father, I pray that uh, Jesus will speak through me today. And God, I pray for each individual that's listening this morning that you'll again be at work in their life as I pray you're at work in my life as I present this lesson. God, again, we thank you so very much for Jesus and his special gift of coming into the world. And we thank you today for his gift of peace. Bless us now in these moments as we open and study your word. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. On that first Christmas night, an angel appeared to shepherds in a field outside Bethlehem, announcing to them the birth of the baby Jesus, the promised Messiah. And a heavenly choir joined the angel and declared to the shepherds, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men. See, that little baby had come to Bethlehem to bring peace to the world. That area of Palestine had had many wars and many troubles through the years. But Jesus had come to bring them peace. And he reminded his disciples of that very fact here in our text. Early on the night of his betrayal. The next day Jesus would be crucified and the disciples' world would be turned upside down. The Lord who they had followed for three years would be taken from them falsely accused, beaten, and then crucified. And yet Jesus wanted to give them peace, his peace, in spite of these terrible circumstances. Let me read again what he said there in John 14, 27, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Now the truth is, there have been many wars fought in Palestine and around the world since that night when Jesus was born. The Bible tells us that there will always be wars and rumors of war. As a matter of fact, we'll consider that very phrase in our study next Sunday. And history has backed that up in over 3,200 years of recorded world history. The world has known only 286 years of peace. There have been over 8,000 peace treaties made and broken, and yet Jesus came to bring us peace. You know, people are also confronted with many personal difficulties in their lives over the years. We today may face problems and troubles, and sometimes, like the disciples, our world may be turned upside down. Certainly our world has turned upside down with the coronavirus and this new variant. And yet there is good news. 
Still today, Jesus wants to give us peace in spite of the troubling circumstances that we face. He wants to give us peace in spite of the many conflicts around the world. He wants to give us peace in spite of the difficulties in our lives. First of all, he wants to give us peace with God. The New Testament word for peace is used in two different senses. First, it's used in the sense of reconciliation as opposed to alienation. And second, in the sense of tranquility as opposed to turmoil. Now, I use it here in that first sense. Jesus wants to give us reconciliation with God as opposed to being alienated from Him. Now, what is it that alienates us from God? It is the sin that is in our life that separates us from God. It is the wrong that we do that alienates us from Him. But through Jesus and His death on the cross, we can have our sins forgiven, our wrongs forgotten, and thus we can be reconciled with God. We can be at peace with Him. An elderly woman who was badly crippled by arthritis, was once asked, do you suffer much? She responded, yes, but there is no nail here. And she pointed to her hand. He had the nails, I have the peace. She pointed to her head, there are no thorns here. He had the thorns, I have the peace. She touched her side also and said, there is no spear here. He had the spear. I have the peace. That is what the sacrifice of Jesus means to you and me. He gave of himself that we might have peace with God. Romans, the fifth chapter, verse number one, declares it this way. Therefore, having been justified by faith, We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. See, when we put our faith in Christ and what He did for us on Calvary, in response, God justifies us. He makes us just as if we have never sinned. He washes us and makes us as white as snow. So the sin that separated us and alienated from God, it's gone. It's forgiven. And we are at peace with God. We are reconciled with Him. Now our world may be falling apart. Our lives may be in the midst of turmoil. But we can know that everything is alright in our relationship with God through Jesus Christ. That means ultimately it doesn't matter what kind of news the nightly news may bring. It doesn't matter what kind of news a doctor may share. For as Christians, we are friends of the one who gives life and life abundantly. It doesn't either matter whether we live or we die. For as Christians, we are safe and secure in God's hands. Oh, Jesus, today, He wants to give us peace. He wants wants to give us peace with God. And secondly, Jesus wants to give us peace with others. What will it take for there to be peace 
in our world? What will it take to be at peace with each other? Some say that we must maintain a strong defense if we're to have peace in our world. Others say it will take peace treaties and negotiations to have peace. When in reality, peace will not come between people through a strong defense or tough treaties or negotiations as long as such wrongs as bitterness and hatred and prejudice and greed still exist in our hearts. See, that's where Jesus comes in. He showed us how to live without such wrongs. He taught us how to lovingly and forgivingly treat one another. And in some small way, we can know peace with others by following his example and by obeying his teachings. The Apostle Paul set the standard for us in Romans 12, verse number 8. He said there, if possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. So at least from our point of view, God wants us to be at peace with everyone. Now, I may not be able to do very much or very little about what your attitude may be towards me, but I can change, and more importantly, Jesus can change my attitude towards you. See, He and His Holy Spirit can help us to follow His teachings and example. To love our enemies. To do good to those who have done evil to us. To forgive others repeatedly. To let not the sun go down on our anger. To go the second mile. To be gracious and kind. And we could go on and on. See, Jesus wants us to be at peace with one another. At peace with one another in our families. At peace with one another in our communities. But especially... At peace with one another in our churches. He knew there would be difficulties. There would be different personalities and different opinions. But he gave us an example on how to treat each other. And he gave us teachings on how to get along. And to follow his example and to obey his teachings is to know his peace. His peace with others. You know, people, we need to pray this prayer. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, may may I bring love. Where there is malice, pardon. Where there is discord, harmony. Where, Where there is error, truth. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, your light. Where there is sadness, may I bring joy. O Master, may I seek not so much to be comforted as to comfort, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love, for it is in giving that we receive, it is in forgiving that we are forgiven, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. You see, Jesus came to give us peace. A peace with God, as well as a peace with others. And then thirdly, Jesus wants to give us a peace within ourselves. 
I spoke earlier of two aspects of peace. The aspect of reconciliation, and certainly Jesus wants us to know that kind of reconciling peace. Reconciling ourselves to God and reconciling ourselves to each other. But there is another aspect of biblical peace. It is the aspect of tranquility. And Jesus wants us to know that kind of trans, that tranquility within us. And I believe that's the real peace that Jesus is talking about in our text. A peace on the inside that keeps our hearts from being troubled. A peace on the inside that keeps our minds from being fearful. For God knew some of the difficult circumstances that we would face in our lives. And He wants us to know a peace and a tranquility in spite of these circumstances. Of course, it will really help to know that everything is all right in our relationship with God and everything may be at right in our relationship with others. And yet sometimes that all, all of that is not enough to bring peace within. That's why Jesus gave us this special gift of His Holy Spirit to live in us. That we might experience a peace within. For part of the fruit of the Spirit is peace. I've heard many Christians say this. I don't know how I was able to endure as I have. You know, I do. Christ had given them His Spirit of peace. The Life Application Bible explains it this way. The end result of the Holy Spirit's work in our lives is deep and lasting peace. Unlike worldly peace, peace, which is the absence, at least defined as the absence of conflict, this peace is a confident assurance in any circumstance With Christ's peace, we have no reason to fear the present nor the future. If your life is full of stress, allow the Holy Spirit to fill you with Christ's peace. You know, I think each of us need to depend upon the Spirit's peace in our lives. The Apostle Paul gives us a formula for peace within. It's found over in Philippians, the fourth chapter Verses 4 through 7. Paul wrote there, Rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Here's how Paul tells us that we can have peace within. First of all, rejoice in the Lord and rejoice in the relationship that you have with the God of the universe. Second, be gentle, kind, and understanding towards others. And then remember that the Lord is near. Remember the ultimate relationship that you have and the intimate relationship you have with Him as a Christian. Next, depend upon God in prayer. Don't worry about anything, he says, but depend upon God for everything. 
And then with thanksgiving, make your request to God. And the result will be that the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Helen Steiner Wright has written a poem entitled Peace from Above. And it goes like this. Whenever I am troubled and lost in deep despair, I bundle all my troubles up and go to God in prayer. I tell Him I am heartsick and lost and lonely too, that I am deeply burdened and don't know what to do. But I know He stilled the tempest and calmed the angry sea, and I humbly ask if He in love will do the same for me. And then I just sit quiet and think on thoughts of peace. And as I abide in stillness, my restless murmurings cease. See, Jesus wants to give us peace. A peace with God, a peace with others, and a precious peace within ourselves. You know, as we come to the end of the message here, I always like to just share some practical applications, some way that we can put what we've learned this morning into practice. Let me suggest four things. Number one, evaluate the level of peace in your life right now. Are you at peace with God? Are you at peace with others? Are you at peace within yourself? Where, where are you at when it comes to peace in your life? Number number two, make sure you are right with God. Accept His Son as the Lord and Savior of your life. Know today that nothing separates you from Him. Again, if our sin's not forgiven because we've never accepted Jesus and made Him Lord and Savior, then sin separates us from God. And so we need to get right with Him. That's first and most important. Number three, get right with others. Romans 14.9 calls us as Christians to do this. It says, to make every effort to do what leads to peace and mutual edification. We need to do all that we can to be an instrument of peace. It's true in, in, in our families. It's true in the church. It's true in the workplace. What we just need to be instruments of God's peace. And then last of all, practice the principles that we learned here from Philippians 4. And know the peace of God which transcends all understanding in your heart and mind. I, I think that last uh, verse, one of the last verses I read there, where it says, Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. In our service uh, today, uh, we're going to be closing with the song, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. And that's really what we need to do. And the words of that song go like this, O soul, are you weary and troubled? No light in the darkness you see. There's light for a look at the Savior and life more abundant and free. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in His wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace.
Let's pray once more. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for this special Christmas gift of peace. And God, I pray you're working in each of our lives. God, that you'll be with us, that we might know that we are at peace with you. That the sin that may have at one point separated us from you has now been forgiven. And God, I pray for each individual in that way. And God, I pray also that we'll know peace with others. Now again, we can do it all. You're going to help us. But, but God, we recognize that as far as it depends upon us, we need to be at peace with everyone. And so God, help us to be, each and every one of us, to be instruments of your peace. And then last of all, I pray for every person listening that they might know the special gift that you planned in peace within, a peace in our hearts and minds. We are living in difficult times. Some people may be listening today or troubled about sickness in their lives or in their family. Some may be troubled about a problem that they're dealing with or, again, a family member's dealing with. We, we are all dealing with this uh, coronavirus and this new variant. God, again, I pray that you'll work in us and that you'll bring peace. God, I pray, as always, that you will work in us, that you might make a difference through us in your Son's name. And God, it is in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior, that we pray. Amen. As always, we thank you for listening. We're glad that you shared uh, this Christmas Sunday with us today. And of course, we invite you uh, to share with us each week on the radio, but we also invite you to come and worship with us on Sunday mornings at 10.30 at the Paxton Church of Christ. Again, as always, if there's any way that we can minister to you, don't hesitate to call our church. Our phone number is... uh, 217-379-4443, or again, you can contact us through our website, paxtonchurchofchrist.org. There's a contact page there, and we'll get back in touch with you. We are here to minister in Jesus' name. Again, thanks for listening. Have a great week, and and, and have a great new year uh, coming up ahead. God bless. See you next Sunday.